Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Yeah. Actually, Esme is off tonight. Moose Miller in tonight. I'm glad that we're hanging out here together and looking forward to this hour as well. And Joe Kimball is joining us right now from the Minnesota Post, and they've been following pretty closely the uh, Min Roast, the 10th annual Min Roast, which, uh, man, that thing is coming up here on us because that is going to be this coming Friday, the 28th, at the beautiful, historic State Theater. Good evening and welcome. Thanks, Moose. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I, you know, man, I wish I could snag a ticket to this thing because uh, you got Al Franken, who's going to be a part of this, uh, Senator Klobuchar, uh, Governor Dayton. Uh, but I think a lot of people are really probably pretty excited that uh, Senator Franken will be, uh, you know, warming up the uh, the writer chops and the performer chops once again. You know, he's been in several years, uh, many years, and, and he's so good at it. Um, but, you know, the, the the word in Washington is that our funniest senator actually is Senator Klobuchar. I, I don't know if I should say that out loud, but uh, she's really good, too. What is it about this particular roast that just seems to bring such top-notch comedy entertainment to the table time and time again? I, I You know, there have been other communities around the country that have, have, have tried this, and it doesn't seem to have the same amount of success that we do. Well, that's a really good question. I think that, uh, you know, just in Minnesota, we have uh, lots of great political junkies who, who want to get together and, and, you know, join with us on this. Plus, we've got, uh, you know, pretty uh, pretty sharp uh, top government leaders who, who are willing to laugh with us and at us and we with them. Uh, so that so that it all works out pretty well, and, it, and it's a really uh, collegial and and very funny night. I don't really ever detect though that that it's become super partisan, uh, you know. I and I hope that that it doesn't turn into that. And, you know, this is one of those years that you go, boy, you know, it's been a pretty vitriolic uh, election, and you, you wonder, you know, how people are able to kind of keep that bridled back a little bit well you know with the with the governor and the two u.s senators are both democrats but tom emmer will be there yeah and karen housley from the from the uh you know from the legislature will be there she's a republican so it is good to have both sides as best we can and uh you know everybody seems to get along pretty well you know even backstage everybody's uh, real good friends i can vouch for that how do they pull this thing off because there are skits and and 
uh, you know, some people even go so far as to produce up video shorts. There's there's a lot of prep that goes into this. And yet when I think of, you know, our senators, they don't have the time to be showing up at rehearsals and stuff like that. No, we we don't we won't see, uh, you know, the governor until until Friday. Uh, you know, come a little bit early and run through it once. Um, you know, the senators are, are so good at, at speaking uh, uh, contemporaneously and and they and they work on their lines. But we really don't know how it's going to turn out until we're there on stage and hear it. Um, you know, so there's no there's no um, behind the scenes. We're not uh, pushing them one way or the other. They they come up with this this stuff themselves, and uh, luckily they're able to really uh, produce well for us uh, and 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 give everybody a real nice time. Well, for people that were in the crowd in 2016, I mean, Ted Cruz was a guy that I think <laughs> really got uh, zinged quite a bit. Um, is Donald Trump going to be that pinata? Well, I hate to give too much away, but, it, but I think that that's a, a pretty fair uh, assumption. Uh, he's, he's dominating the news, and, uh, uh, you know, we, we, you take a, a, a poke where you can, I guess. But then you've got somebody like uh, Representative Emmer who, you know, comes and, and, and brings a, a very uh, meaty, funny, entertaining monologue of his own that, uh, you know, I, you, you obviously expect that from, from Al Franken. But I think Emmer has certainly shown over the years, hey, man, you know, I, I bring it as well. That's right. He does. And it's pretty fun. I'm really looking forward to hearing him this year. Now, how much of this stuff do you think will be focused on on Washington versus events that have transpired here in Minnesota? Well, I would say that we're a little, uh, we really focus largely on Minnesota, you know, with the, with the governor and the legislature, and then uh, you know things that are happening here. But you can't have a political event, uh, a roast such as it is, without taking a look at Washington, also. Mm-hmm. What do you think are going to be some of the, the, the Minnesota headlines that are definitely going to be fair game, if you will? Well, you, you may have heard that uh, one of the liquor stores uh, in town tried to open a little early on Sundays not too long ago. Uh, so so we've, got, uh, we've got an item that will kind of skewer that, I think, pretty well. All right. And as far as any uh, notable Minnesota celebrities? Uh, well, uh, you mean taking a shot at them? Well, or just, you know, somebody that's kind of, you know, maybe put themselves out in the spotlight that, uh, you know what, now you're fair game. Well, I, you know, Zerdix might fall under that category. Um, and also, <laughs> you know, we do have uh, a nice thing with the governor uh, to, you know, take a good, uh, a funny look at him, too. I think that'll be a good one. Uh, we talk about development a little bit, some of the... Uh, maybe some people would say overdevelopment. You know, we kind of kind of take a, a nice look at that also. What overdevelopment? What are you talking about? Are you, are you talking about downtown Minneapolis? What are you talking about? Well, at least we got a stadium anyway. And, and coming in St. <laughs> sure. Paul too. Yeah, no kidding. And 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 we really have just been going stadium crazy here. Between you know U.S. Bank Stadium, you've got the soccer venue that's going to be coming to St. Paul. It's. Uh, these are exciting times. It's, uh, you know, uh, a lot of cranes and a lot of concrete. That's right. And then, of course, you know, we, with uh, the governor's not running again, and, uh, you know, how many people are there lined up for that? So uh, <laughs> we, we may have a, 
a little fun with that also. Uh, the, the large number of people thinking about uh, wanting to be governor. Joe Kimball is with us here on WCCO Radio. I'm Moose Miller sitting in tonight for Esme Murphy. We're talking about the 10th annual Min Roast, which is coming up this Friday, the 28th, at the beautiful Historic State Theater. And it basically features uh, Minnesota politicians, celebrities. Uh, it's something that over 10 years, and, and I think you can really speak to this, uh, Joe, has grown and evolved. Explain how this got started and and what it's capable of doing today. I mean, when people buy you know tickets to this, you know what all is happening with monies that are raised and things like that. Well, sure, it goes back ten years, and uh, you know the first one, uh, Lee Lynch, uh, you know the well-known uh, public relations guy, uh, pitched this to to Joel and Lori Kramer, who who founded MinPost ten years ago. And he said, why don't we do something like this, kind of like the Gridiron Club in Washington or the Correspondence Dinner. You know, let, let's, uh, let's take a shot at something like that. And uh, Joel and Lori, uh, 10 years ago, agreed to do that. They found out later that Lee had pitched this to many other organizations. We'd all, uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, Lori said today, said they all wisely said no. <laughs> but, uh, but we did it, and uh, it started out, there were uh, 400 uh, folks came to, to see the first one. Uh, it was at a hotel, and it's grown greatly over the years. And, and this year we'll have three times that many people. We're expecting uh, 1,200 yeah. people to come to the State Theater. Uh, to, to see the show, to see uh, not only uh, politicians and, and celebrities uh, and journalists kind of uh, have fun with each other and laugh with and at each other. Is there an opportunity, or have you folks at MinPost.com ever thought about, you know, you know, you video this and then maybe rebroadcast it through MinPost or something along those lines? Over the years, they have uh, taken many of the skits or songs and after the event we'll we'll show them uh so that you yeah. can stream some of it so so some of the and some of it is available now um i know my dad went back just the other day he said i was just watching you know last year when you were in that thing he said um i, I i'm sure you can do better this year he said <laughs> what 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 is that like to to be a part of something like this and 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 watch this thing grow because uh you know it, it really has grown into its own and and i'm uh, you know, really excited about this year's lineup, but the, you know, the last several years have been just tremendous, but it, it really has come into its own. Yes. And one of the things that I've really seen over the years is it's really become, uh, you know, more professional and, and better quality. You know, it started out, I actually sang a few things a few years ago and, and now we've got really, uh, you know, top notch people from around the community who are involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, we even have a rap this year uh, and a rapper, a young guy who's really up and coming DJ friend. And he's, um, he's doing what, what one of our opening numbers. And, and, uh, I got to tell you, Listening to him do this rap, uh, it, it just really was such a a great feeling for me to hear it, someone who really knew what they were doing, as uh, as opposed to hearing it in my head, uh, because he, he just makes it come, and it, it's going to be really a showstopper. And Tell me about Bizarre Foods host uh, Andrew Zimmer, and he's going to be a part of Minroast yeah, uh, 2017. He wrote a song, and, it, and it's very, very funny. I heard it today. We had a, a rehearsal today. Um, your old friend, Brian Turner, uh, BT, 
is uh, oh, yeah. he's, he's got several of the songs in, that he's going to be singing, and uh, he really he really sells them. I got to tell you, I, uh, today he did one of them, and I thought, boy, this is really going to be good. What uh, can you tease us a little bit about what Governor Dayton uh, may be doing? I don't know what he's going to say. Last year, uh, for folks who were there, his sons did a video uh, of him that, that op- kind of opened the show. And the premise of it was that when he was done being governor, he would need a job. And, and the sons run the restaurant in Minneapolis. And they said, well, let's try to get him some work here, and you know, something to do. we got to keep Dad busy after he's done being <laughs> yeah. governor. So they tried him out at different jobs there at, uh, you know, at the, at the t- uh, serving people or cooking. And every time, uh, you know, he'd, he'd start talking to people um, when they'd come into the restaurant and, and talking about politics instead of seating them correctly. And it was just a hoot. So I don't know what he's going to say this year. Uh, you know, this is uh, he's getting to. The or end of the you know, year. is it going to be another video? You know, no, he's, he, this won't be a video today with this year with him. Mm. He'll be uh, he'll be brought out in in quite a grand fashion you know, onto the stage, and then what he says uh, we don't know yet. Uh, but I, I, I'm sure it'll be good. Interesting. Well, I just, I really hope you guys will be able to repurpose a lot of uh, video from this thing this coming Friday yeah, night yeah, and, uh, and be able to run it. I think people will be able to see it. And, of course, you know, things are crazy in Washington, so we're keeping a close eye on that with, uh, you know, the senators. Uh, we got the shutdown talks coming this weekend, next week, yeah. so we're just uh, keeping an eye on things there. Well, Al Franken will be funny. Yeah. yeah. I can guarantee you. Yeah. He comes from St. Louis Park, and, you know, he has that unique way of talking. And (laughs) I've always always enjoyed, uh, you know, he's able to uh, filibuster out a monologue just like nobody. He's he's really something. You know, he kind of kept it under wraps there his first year, his first term, because he didn't want people to think of him. As as the Saturday Night Live guy, they wanted as to, a comedian, sure. Right, they wanted, they wanted to, to the and and you know what he's done a, a really great job of just you know doing instead of talking about stuff. He's he's a he's a doer, yeah. and and that's been very very evident. Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, he's always a he's always a treat no matter what he does. <laughs> well, we'll look forward to it. Uh, tickets still available here at the yeah. very end. Yep, they still are available. Minrose.com. Uh, people can learn more about it and uh, you know see some of the the names of people who are going to be there. And uh, really, I've always thought everyone who's ever gone has, has told me that they were so glad they went. Uh, yeah. Really enjoyed it. Had a great time. And it's a good cause. Uh, you know, MinPost uh, covers uh, lots of the stories that the other media just aren't able to do with with the day to day demands. We try to give some perspective to the news. And, and look at the the big picture whenever we can. I would say you guys provide a lot of context yeah. and a lot of background. That's the goal. Well, you can learn more by going to minpost.com. And like I said, I would imagine following this, you'll probably have some video and stuff that uh, pops up. And uh, they usually run clips, uh, you know, in the, uh, the weekend newscasts as well. And I know Esme does on the Sunday show, grab stuff from, this from yeah, time yeah. to time. That would be, so. that'd be nice. <laughs> it's always a, a great time. Hey, Joe, thanks for joining us here on a Saturday night. It's really okay. special. Thanks, Moose.
you got it. Joe Kimball, Minnesota Post staff writer and freelancer and uh, comedy participant for the 10th annual Min Roast, which is coming up this Friday at the beautiful, historic State Theater. Absolutely love that event. It's a great uh, get-together. We will uh, continue on here with the Esme Murphy Show on 830-WCCO on this Saturday night. Coming up at 735, Dr. Carla Schwartz is going to join us. She's a physician with Fairview Health System and just as importantly and probably more importantly, a volunteer doctor at St. Mary's Health Clinics, part of a staff of more than 270 volunteer physicians and healthcare workers that are there for the poor that don't have health care. And with all the talk that's going on these days in Washington, what's going through her mind these days? And maybe more importantly, what can you and I do to help that particular cause? We'll find out coming up here at 735 on WCCO. Moose Miller in tonight for Esme Murphy on WCCO. Well, earlier today, the Blues beat the Wild in overtime 4-3, to three, so that's uh, four games to one. And that will end it for the Wild in the NHL. The Raptors and the Bucks played earlier today as well, and it was the Raptors getting the better of the Bucks, who were home at the BMO Harris-Bradley Center in Milwaukee. Toronto wins that one, 87-76, so they're now tied up at two games apiece in that particular playoff series. I found this kind of interesting from our friends at Food and Wine. What the rest of the world thinks about our food and our wine and our other accoutrements that go with finer dining. Hershey's chocolate. Around the world, not, uh, they're not digging it. In some circles, the Hershey bar is compared to vomit. Why would that be? They claim around different parts of the world that to their palates, it tastes like vomit because it contains butric acid, which is also in sour yogurt and Parmesan cheese. And uh, yeah, now that you think about it, okay, I, I guess I can see that. Speaking of cheese, canned or processed cheeses do not go over well in other parts of the world. Don't even bring up cheese whiz, okay? And Velveeta, no, they're just not going to have it, okay? And for foreigners, and maybe you've had people that have come over and, and visited, when they try our fast food, they find it incredibly salty, especially KFC. And I got to say, when I was over in London and when I was over in Paris a couple of years ago, you really do notice fresher ingredients are used there. Um, yes, you have a lot of little fast food joints that are uh, a lot of joints as well. But when you eat out for the most part, you can really seem to taste the difference. Also, apparently we use way too much sugar. You know, when it comes to our cakes and pastries, even our breads, according to some palates from foreigners, are way too sweet. Grocery store sheet cakes were mentioned as way over the top sweet. 
and when you order a soft drink here in the U.S., and but I think we all agree with this, way too much ice. In other parts of the world, you have to ask for ice. You know, you, when you order a, a soft drink, you get a soft drink. You want the ice, you ask for that. Here it's like, you know, hey, I, I guess I got a couple of ice and uh, an eyedropper of, of soda. Great. Thank you so much. Moose, can I can I comment real quick on that that specific topic? Please. If I can interject myself into any other conversation <laughs> that goes on. Uh, I I agree with that assessment that when you get a soft drink at a fast food place, we usually put too much ice. We we might put three cups, a half a cup of three cups, a half a three, excuse me, three quarters of a cup of ice into our soft drinks. And I thought about that and I said, number one, why? Because it takes up room from the soft drink. Number two, right. if you get your drink to, if you don't drink it right away and you get it to a refrigerator fairly soon, it'll still stay cold. So I, I don't get ice in my soft drinks anymore. Yeah, I, I usually ask for no ice as well because I don't want to pay for ice. I want to pay for the beverage. Right now, I, now at the at at let's say drinking establishments, it's a little bit different. Um, but when I go out to any sort of fast food place, and they just, I'm glad they just give you the cup now instead of having someone make the drink for you. I just go over to the self serve machine. I just don't get ice in it. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I, I might have a couple of cubes that pop in, but yeah, I'm just not a big ice person in a drink. But for some reason, that is a very American thing. You are listening to the Esme Murphy Show here on 830 WCCO on this Saturday night. I'm Moose Miller at 731. We'll check some weather. And when we come back, Dr. Carla Schwartz is going to join us, a physician with Fairview Health System and a volunteer doctor at St. Mary's Health Clinics, which... Man, I'm telling you what, they are on the front lines of providing health care for the working poor. Those clinics are staffed by more than 270 volunteer physicians and health care workers. We're going to learn a little bit more about their world coming up here on WCCO. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Moose Miller in tonight for Esme Murphy on WCCO. What a gorgeous night here in Minnesota, man. We'll take this. 68 degrees right now. Wish I had better news when it comes to our wild. In overtime, they lost to the Blues 4-3. to three, So that's uh, four games to one. So the Blues move on and the wild are done. The Raptors beat the Bucks 87-76. And I know, J-Lo, you were just uh, following the wrap-up here of the Atlanta game, right? Yes, uh, the so the second final of the day for the NBA playoffs, Game Three of this series, Atlanta beats Washington one sixteen to ninety eight. So that series is now two one. Washington still ahead. Game Four, I believe, is going to be Tuesday night. I'll have to check the schedule on that. But the NBA is a little bit different than the NHL. They don't play every other night consistently like the NHL does. A couple of quick updates. Uh, It's it's in the late in the first quarter in Memphis. San Antonio leads Memphis in the NBA 26-21. The Spurs are up 2-1 in that series. On the ice, Montreal and New York, the Rangers, they're playing game six of their series. It's midway through the first. The Canadians have a 1-0 lead at Madison Square Garden. 
And we'll stay on top of that for you and keep you updated throughout the night here on WCCO Radio. Right now, though, we want to welcome into the conversation Dr. Carla Schwartz, who is a physician with Fairview Health System. And I say, more importantly, a volunteer doctor at St. Mary's Health Clinics. Good evening and welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. Tell us about St. Mary's Health Clinics, because this is kind of, uh, I think, the the front lines and, and probably the the last resort for the working poor when it comes to health care. That's correct. So St. Mary's Health Clinics provides health care services to low-income, uninsured individuals and families uh, in seven metro clinics for the last 25 years. So we're really trying to provide a safety net for the unmet and increasing health care needs of the uninsured working poor. I don't know about you, but I'm not real encouraged if we're going to be, you know, heading down a path where we're going to be taking away, you know, the health care safety net for a good number of people and turning around and saying, but now you can buy affordable health care. Well, yeah, but what does it cover? Correct. We, with the proposed changes for the Affordable Care Act, along with certainly um, other policy changes, it's, it's going to continue to affect the, the demographic that turned to St. Mary's for help. So we still feel strongly that what, what we're trying to provide is going to continue to be important and needed. Well, I, uh, I guess I'm a little too close to this whole story and argument. I have a brother who's an ER doctor, and I, as I've followed, you know, the the healthcare debate and argument over the decades now, when you really look at, okay, if you spend a dollar now on preventative care, you're going to save yourself hundreds of dollars down the road. And those hundreds of dollars get spent in situations where people might not have insurance. And then that falls on you and me, the taxpayer. Absolutely. I, I'm, I feel strongly about preventative care and, you know, the, the majority of the patients that I see at St. Mary's right now are, are diabetics. And if I can, if I can see them in a primary care setting, providing meds and, and teaching and talking about blood pressure, I want to do that in a clinic setting. I certainly don't want people feeling like they have to go to an emergency room for something like that. Um, like you said, this is going to save healthcare dollars tremendously. Well, from what I remember in, in my medical parlance, you end up pushing, uh, diabetes is a great uh, example, you end up creating a situation that turns to what I think you doctors call acute. You got to deal with it yeah. now. And, and it's, it's exploding. And, you know, now we're going to be running tests that cost tens of thousands or hundreds, thousands of dollars. And, yeah. and maybe somebody's uh, let their diabetes run to the point where now the care is tens of thousands of dollars, where if we would have spent a hundred, a couple hundred dollars, Five years ago, we could have prevented a lot of this. Absolutely. I mean, we want to prevent complications. There's so many things we can do um, with much less health cost if we just can see patients have the resources for the, the, the primary care and the prevention. You know, when we see patients come in, they might be there for diabetes or a, a blood pressure recheck, but we're also checking in, have they had their colon cancer screening and their mammograms, yeah. and we're trying to capture all the prevention as well. 
Well, I just, I, I don't understand, you know, how we got to a mentality of let, let's, let's not spend a dollar now so that we can spend $10,000 that, like I said, gets pushed off on the taxpayer when it could have been more wisely spent earlier on in the whole journey of someone's healthcare odyssey. Absolutely. And that's what St. Mary's has been doing is trying to capture some of those uh, patients who are working so hard to just kind of, you know, keep their heads water. And, and, and yeah. I want to, we want to do whatever we can to provide them with those kind of basic human um, health care needs that, that every human deserves. Well, let's focus in on diabetes, because I know you guys do have a a program that focuses in on that. And it is such a huge and growing problem in this country. And yet I'm encouraged when you look at, uh, you know, all the attacks that came down on the city of New York, the nanny city. Well, guess what? When they cut back on these uh, trans fats, it had a noticeable pronounced effect when it came to heart attacks and heart disease. Yeah, we St. Mary's has a wonderful um, diabetes education program where we have uh, nurses and, and nutritionists. And so when we're seeing, when I'm seeing somebody, t- hearing their story, finding out um, how how they're feeling, not only are we doing labs and, and refilling medication, but we've got immediate teaching about what what are you eating, what are the barriers to eating healthy foods because healthy foods aren't always cheap. So this program with St. Mary's is just, it's been, it's been wonderful. And we can try to really focus in on each patient or their family and just what, what is the one or two items we can hit on that day that could make a difference until the next time we see them. So it's a great program. And and education with things just like simple exercise and and if people would have intervened in their own lives earlier they they could have prevented you know the uh, onslaught of you know where diabetes really starts to overrun and overtake you and I just I feel so bad when I sometimes look around and see people that have the you know those lower legs with the you know the really red and purple kind of coloration coming up from the ankles and lower and that's somebody who you know their 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 diabetes is is really starting to overrun them right and if we can empower people even small changes or even taking a few minutes a day to to walk and do um Mm -hmm. any amount of activity and and helping them realize that there is there is time or they do have what it takes to do that, um, I think even that is incredibly important. We're visiting here on WCCO Radio here on the Esme Murphy Show with Dr. Carla Schwartz. She is a physician from Fairview Health System and a volunteer doctor at St. Mary's Health Clinics. How do you guys keep St. Mary's Health Clinics going with these programs? How, how does that work when you're you know, providing health care for the poor? So we have an amazing amount of volunteers. I think there's two, about 270 of us. So it's volunteer doctors, nurses, drivers, interpreters, administrative staff. So these are just amazing people to work with. And then um, what we have coming up is the Carondelet Gala um, that is a, a fundraiser to try to um, kind of cover some of the costs to keep us operating and keep our clinics open. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I'm just, volunteers. I'm, just yeah. I'm so blown away by by folks like yourself because especially people that are, that are working their way up now through medicine. And when you look at the amount of debt that can be accrued and racked up for you know doctors and nursing programs, and yet you find time out of your week to participate in this and you know and i know you're cranking it on the other end of the candle well it's true that that medicine is a is a challenging uh profession to be in at times but my, i feel so strongly that healthcare is a basic human right and this is just my small part of 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 trying to make a difference and and show that that i that i care about this and and St. Mary's, I'm just so grateful of, for all the volunteers and certainly the sisters of St. Joseph for having this program available. When you think of, you know, St. Mary's, you also, though, I think have to consider that a lot of this can be, you know, emergency care for people that, uh, you know, if, like we'd said earlier, if they just could have gotten a little bit more preventative care, they wouldn't be in an ER situation because that's when things get expensive. Correct. And so we really, what I, when I'm, when I'm in my clinic setting, it is a, um, a planned visit. These are uh, patients now you have to use St. Mary's as kind of their healthcare home because there is, there's not always any other options. So we, from what I see, we no longer—I no longer am necessarily seeing it as urgent care or acute care because now I'm seeing repetitive patients come back, and and that's what what needs to happen. There's always going to be um, people who don't have the the availability to get to a clinic like ours, or there's you know our mm-hmm. our demand is is beyond what we can can offer. So we want to try to do whatever we can to get the resources we need to keep these clinics open. Well, if somebody can't attend this uh, gala get together, but they'd like to help, how do they go about doing that? Yeah. So if, uh, if you could go to our website, which is csjministriesfoundation.org, and there's a, uh, you can click on the information about the gala and certainly provide donations on the website. And again, it's just, not only am I passionate about St. Mary's Health Clinics, but I just I'm so grateful to the Sisters of St. Joseph uh, who have, you know, for many, many years provided uh, good things for 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 justice and health care and education. And so I'm grateful to them. I'm reading here one in 20 people or you know over 200,000 people are still uninsured, according to the latest numbers that, that you guys kind of see and deal with I know in Minnesota that is true that that is the number that and it isn't that amazing still I mean that's that's still a a huge number and so again we still even even for what St. Mary's is able to provide we still have we have far too many uninsured individuals um, in our state and in our country well and and sadly you know there are families and people that uh, through no uh, fault of their own, but just uh, sadly in the genetic lottery of life, they ended up getting dealt some really bad crummy cards and they're forced Absolutely. to play them. And, People's journeys. Uh, I mean, you, 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 yeah. you, have, you have a plan that you think how life is going to be. And we all know that in, 
in, in, in situations that you can't control, things change quickly. And, you know, in, in your, in a household, if you have one, one person who's, who is all of a sudden sick or diagnosed with a new diagnosis, I mean, that's, that's going to affect the entire family. And of course, we want to try to keep a person healthy so that the family is healthy, keep, keep the schools healthy, keep our communities healthy. You know, it just goes on and on and on. Um, and, and I, I mean, if we can keep our, our communities physically and mentally healthy, it's, just, it's going to be better for all of us. Well, it's going to be an interesting uh, week ahead here with regard to, you know, what uh, the Republican Party thinks it, it can cobble together for another run at, uh, you know, repeal and replace or, or who knows what. But uh, there's a lot of people that are enjoying the benefits of the Affordable Care Act. And I, I think it's been way overblown to say that it is cratering and self-destructing. It's got its problems, but uh, so did this thing called Social Security when we started that a while back. So, Yes, where there's, there's plenty of challenges. There's no dull moments in healthcare. We are all well aware of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, keep up the good fight, Dr. Schwartz. We appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good night. I'm Moose Miller sitting in tonight for Esme Murphy on WCCO. Saturday night in CCO land. Well, earlier it was the uh, Hawks and the Wizards, which now Washington leads that series two games to one as the Hawks ended up uh, grabbing one, 116 to 98. And uh, Memphis is playing right now as we speak, right? I'm sorry, say that one more time, Moose. Mem- the, the the Grizzlies are, are playing right now as we speak, right? Yes. Uh, so we are late, uh, actually midway through the second quarter, and Memphis is actually slung ahead. They are now leading 37 to 30 over San Antonio. If me- or 31, excuse me. And if Memphis wins this game, they will even the series at two. Uh, something that was quite unexpected after the first two games in San Antonio. Uh, sure. As we look at the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, Montreal and New York, they are in the last minute of the first period at Madison Square Garden. The Canadians still holding a one nothing lead over the Rangers. And it was earlier today where the Blues beat the Wild in overtime 4-3, to three, so they take that series 4-1. to one. AKA, that... A.K.A. Mike Yo's Revenge. <laughs> well, it puts uh, puts the end uh, or exclamation point on the end for the Wild, and the uh, Raptors and the Bucks went at it earlier today too. And Toronto takes this one from Milwaukee in Milwaukee at the BMO Harris Bradley Center, eighty-seven to seventy-six. This is after that thrashing in Game Three where the Bucks just beat up on the Raptors and never looked back. I think they opened up like a seventeen-point lead in the first quarter. Uh, but that was not to be the case tonight in uh, this uh, fourth game. So now that's tied at two games apiece. So we're following a lot this evening here on WCCO Radio for you. I am not a Snapchatter, and I was just talking to Jonathan about this. He is not a Snapchatter as well. But, man, I'll tell you what, I think Snapchat, didn't they go for like a billion dollars on a IPO or something like that or a sale just recently for this particular app? They went for a ton of money. All I know yeah. is they went for a ton of money. Well, most millennials prefer Snapchat to Instagram, which I was like, well, really? Because I, I thought Instagram was more popular. But 
a new survey, but I'm not a millennial, says that they prefer Snapchat stories over Instagram. In several polls, 78% say that they pre- say it's their preferred narrative platform, if you will. Uh, that has decreased a little bit from 88% four months ago who said that Snapchat was their uh, preferred pick. Hmm. So maybe uh, Instagram is making some inroads back in. Either way, it's just not something that uh, seems to grab my world, but it's one of those apps out there that seem to have caught the uh, eye and buzz of Wall Street for sure. We'll check CBS World and national news for you coming up here in just moments on 830-WCCO. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 